This is a HeadGum Podcast. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey everyone, we are unpaywalling the 200th episode of The Flager Ones with special guest Craig Kilborn. If you'd like to check out some more of our bonus content, go to patreon.com slash Ones. And if you'd like to watch the video recording of this episode, the link for that is in the description. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. Hollywood Handbook. We haven't started yet, correct? No, we started. Let's call it. Let's say, let's say here, let's start right now. Yeah, because this is how, you know, in yeah. your hosting career, I don't know why you just didn't do it like this, where like everyone is just talking at the right. beginning of the segment. And then you suddenly no spring it on all. them that there there's are, a show. Because there are things I might say that it's like uh, innocently to you guys, like, oh, I didn't get my sleep last night. I'm a l- I only had my six yeah. hours. And then I don't want that out there. Like, oh, he's whining. That's but, your hour. So, alibi. you know, I put on a little bit of a, a little more professional when we start. But, but but Craig, I had a sleep related question for you oh, just to right check ahead. in with your energy level and what I need to bring because I did listen to you on Goldie's show. Oh and yeah. Did are we dealing with Valerian root, Craig, or melatonin, Craig? Because I know that melatonin, Craig, is a little groggier. Yeah, that's funny. Thank God neither. And I won't be doing wow. that very often. I no, I do it maybe three times a year, and I did it actually two days before I, I talked to those guys. I had them on my podcast. I might actually re-record it. I haven't decided. Those guys are nice, but I'm I got I have pretty good energy today. Great. No, I've been feeling good energy. I was like, Jesus, if this is melatonin, Craig, I'd hate no, to no. see the full oh. bore version. Have you guys ever taken either valerian root or melatonin? I took valerian root last night. No way. Really? And I woke and I woke up seeing spots, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much for me. My body can't handle that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Why would you take it last night? You couldn't, I mean, you couldn't fall asleep or I was, yeah, I was having a little trouble falling asleep this whole week. I said, I got to bed a little earlier. I said, let right. me turn it in. Is it the, um, the excitement of the Timberwolves and the Rudy Gobert trade? A lot of people mm-hmm. across I, the country are having trouble sleeping with anticipation for your Minnesota Timberwolves to see the twin towers out there. I mean, you move towns over to the four. What's your? I know you're a big Timberwolves fan. What huge, is your opinion huge. on the trade? Do you do you like it? Do you think they gave up too much? So, am I dealing with basketball aficionados or or just casual fans, or what am I? What am I dealing with with you guys? We're I, a three levels of expert. Yeah, I'm, Carl's I'm, master super level expert. Yeah, right? everybody Hayes loves used my to teams. actually write for the Celtics True Hoop blog. blog. Yeah, okay, yeah, right. And then I, of course. I'm just still finding my way through this world of hoops. So I, I've since uh, second grade, I've been addicted to the NBA. I started playing basketball and I played in college, but I always, you play a little ball. N- What's that? You play a little ball. I heard you play a little ball. Oh yeah. At Montana state, the basketball power, but I, I was a poor man's pistol. Pete, the defensive stance hurt my lower back, but I was very creative. <laughs> hurt his off- too. Yeah. Yeah. I was creative offensively. No two, no two shots were the same. 
No, I I, I shot a three pointer at scoop good? shots. Yeah, no, I was kidding. It's like I'm, you know, ambidextrous, or as the guy from NC State said, amphibious, which is the old joke. But no, uh, uh, no, I could play. But as far as the NBA, I love the NBA, and now as I'm older. I don't watch all the other games, but I watch all 82 games with the Timberwolves, and it's hard to get guys up there. Fortunate to get KG. Small market teams are, are difficult to get talent. And then when it's the coldest market in the NBA, which Minnesota is, it makes it very difficult to get free agents up there. Thank God KG wanted to stay. Kevin Love did not. Stefan Marvey did not. Looks like Cat wants to stay. Hopefully mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards does. But we were the, the Wolves were talking about a year and a half ago, two years ago, to, to get somebody to play with Cat in the front court, maybe Miles Turner from the Pacers. And then we heard about Clint Capella. Because as you know, Anthony Davis with the Lakers, he gets to play power forward. He gets to play Dwight Howard and and uh, JaVel McGee. So I was we didn't think Rudy Gobert was available. I will not defend the package we gave up. It was excessive, in my opinion. Uh, my joke is... Uh, which if you know the NBA, but it's the wolves, excuse me. How can Danny Ainge make this trade and not get Jaden McDaniels? He's a, he's, he's a, the guy that they want. He's a young, talented player, uh, you know, Scotty Pippen light, but he's uh, so we, we kept our core group. Uh, didn't mind getting rid of Patrick Beverly or Malik Beasley. And I, I'm excited to see uh, how Rudy works with cat. I think it's going to be either good or very good. Mm-hmm. And, and we were bad on defense, and when we lost to Memphis in the playoffs, Brandon Clark was offensive rebounding like a, a madman. Yeah. yeah, and and we we were one of the worst rebounding teams. Cat can't do it alone. No. So I'm I'm excited. I'm I. I mean, they could be three future Hall of Famers. Actually, Cat, Gobert, and Ant. We don't know, but it's a lot of talent. So I'm excited. Long answer, but I'm excited. No, what do you, a- Anthony? Yeah, well, I, I just want to say Anthony Edwards is probably the most exciting young player to me right, right now, right. and his performance in Adam Sandler's Hustle was right. otherworldly. Right. Um, uh, but I, but the package was big, and I thought, why did they give up so many picks? And the comment I did oh. see from a Timberwolves fan that resonated with me was. Oh no, we won't be able to draft Jarrett Culver again next year. Right. And I thought, <laughs> yeah, I guess when yeah, you look I, at it that way. I don't know um, if other teams have made as many mistakes as we have with the um, the picks. We uh, the, the famous one is Johnny the number Flynn. ones, Johnny Flynn. Yeah, Johnny yeah Flynn. number yeah. ones have gone pretty well compared we to. Other franchises, but yeah, Johnny, Johnny Flynn was so dope so in college. Many, what's that? He was so dope at Syracuse, though. I know, and I apparently in, in the NBA he hurt his hip, mm-hmm. and uh, he was never the same player. And I'm always optimistic at the beginning, but uh, we took uh, Chris Dunn over Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, Culver was a, you know wasn't very good. Uh, Obviously, uh, who else? They're, they're just different ones. Rashad McCants, all these guys. But I'd have to look at the draft to see Wesley Johnson. We took all these guys, and it's just. And we also, I think they want they they drafted for defense on a few of those where it was like I feel like Culver was supposed to be a good defender, right. and Chris Dunn was supposed to be a higher level defender than Correct. Murray or Heald, yeah. who came who went after him. Um, Akoji, you know, not that there were necessarily great players available in those spots, but it feels like they were just trying to build up their defense, which finally they can do with Gobert. Craig, let me ask you this though: what is yeah. what is your what do you think Anthony's ceiling is? Well, nationally, everyone 
like I talked to Ryan Rossillo and some of these other guys, uh, they're everyone's obsessed with Anthony Edwards on the national level. Mm-hmm. And he, I watch every game and he's not consistent yet, mm-hmm. but I can't tell to answer your question specifically. None of us know because his rookie year, you know, he's, a, he was supposed to be very raw. He handles the ball really well. No one talks about his ball handling. He can really dribble. Got to be more of a pure shooter. He's a you know, better shooter. He works on it. He's streaky. He makes these threes. But his ability to get to the rim in the fourth quarter and crowd is kind of ridiculous. So they were comparing him to Dwayne Wade, which is high praise because I think Dwayne Wade is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what his ceiling is, but everyone thinks he's going to be pretty special. I will say, so I watched every game as a rookie, and then I watched every game this year. But he had a he had two games back to back. He had the play in game with the yeah. Clippers. Mm-hmm. He ate us up, and then he had the first game in Memphis when we won. And there were some guys in the Wolves organization I know, and I said, "We don't know how good this guy can be." Mm-hmm. Like the biggest games ever that he played in, the first two big games, he it was unreal. Then he came yeah. down to earth a little bit in the in the Memphis series, but I can't tell. He's definitely really, really good. Is he going to be better than Donovan Mitchell? I hope so. You know? He sort of improved, I would think, basically exactly the way you'd want between his age, like 19 and 20 seasons. Right, right. His usage went up and his shooting got better. It went up. I just, uh, there are times, it's kind of weird where Coach Finch, who we all love, always tells him to go downhill, attack, attack, attack. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Don't settle. And he settles for three-pointers, but he makes some of them. I mean, it's weird. Yeah. Sometimes they look like bad shots. But my thing is, uh, hey, coach, it wears him out to drive all the time. I mean, it just wears a guy out. Sure. Yep. And I remember there was this game. I actually might have Chris Finch on the show, and I want to ask him about this. Because in the Wolves organization, everyone loves Chris Finch. He's like mm-hmm. the most popular guy. He just got an extension. We call him Finchy, And they said he was an offensive savant with his uh, – play calling and and his offensive flow and everything. There was a game two years ago where Cat and Ant scored both scored over 40. It was at Phoenix. And in the fourth quarter, we saw something. Go, Whoa, where'd this come from? That Cat Cat was in the high post and they had they had Ant run down and post up like back to back plays, like post up. I was like, oh my God, keep posting his ass up. This is mm-hmm. fun. You know, it doesn't wear you out as much. But I haven't seen that. And I want to ask him Finch, he'll he'll probably say it just depends on the matchups. But yeah. for whatever reason, he ran Anthony Edwards down in the post, and he doesn't have to spend all that energy dancing on the perimeter, you know? He's so yeah. good. I think his ceiling is is through the roof. He's my favorite young guy like yeah. out, of, out of all like the new generation. Once my GOAT LeBron retires and, wait, you know, whatever wait, happens with – huh? what? What about Josh Giddy? Mm-hmm. Is that your goat? Giddy no, up. I was kidding. I was just kidding. I just, yeah, thank you. Oh, I was just kidding. God, I was trying I to, to name it. I was just kidding. I, just, <laughs> I mean, he's this passer who doesn't shoot very well, but he's stylish. He's from, I think he's from Australia, Australia right? Australia, yeah. 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 He's fun. <laughs> he's fun, right? I'm excited to see him get tangled up because they're the dirtiest players. Who's that? Australians. Australians. Oh, yeah, we have know. a very oh, anti Oh, well, what's his nose? The guy from uh, the Cavs. He was dirty. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles, an absolute I, you know menace what's weird? to society. I didn't Bogan see too, right? Put him I mean, on oh, the firing yeah. squad. Oh, yeah. I didn't know 
that Joe Ingles was dirty, but I know that he and Paul George went at it. But I didn't see away from the ball. I just know he would loft that lefty three with the high arc. So he yeah. was grabbing and pulling and stuff or what? Oh, my gosh. Was he? Yeah. I think he had a knife out there. Wow. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised, Carl, that you've let – this is Craig slide for this long on saying that he doesn't mind giving up Patrick Beverly. Carl's a Patrick Beverly super fan. Huge Patrick mm-hmm. Beverly fan. I don't know. I don't know why you don't mind giving up Patrick Beverly. After he single handedly turned the culture around. He turned the culture around in, in, in Minnesota. I don't I he was the maybe reason I that could, y'all went as far as I you can did help. last year. Maybe go I ahead. can help. Maybe All right, I go can. ahead. Help me, Craig. <laughs> Uh, Doc Rivers says Pat Beverly is crazy. Um, he certainly played very well at the Wolves, and there is a concern that we, we're going to miss any. I, I'm trying to think on the roster now who is going to be that guy. And Nobody. I don't know if we have that guy. You don't. And, and, and to make matters worse, you added Rudy Gobert, who is soft <laughs> as melted marshmallow. Yeah, well, a lot of people don't like the Frenchman. You know? No. We'll see what happens. Uh, there's a guy named Larry Miller who used to own the Utah Jazz, and he's now deceased. And he said, I don't want to win a championship with Dennis Rodman. So I'm not, I'm a fan. I'm not greedy. I'm not even, uh, the championship, if you said, you know, I mean, I did this with the Vikings. There were certain quarterbacks. We never won a Super Bowl, the Vikings. We were 0-4 in the Super Bowl. We've had a lot of different quarterbacks. Sometimes I say, I don't want to win with this guy. And of course, we're not winning with that guy, but I, I'm particular. So I, Patrick Beverly, to me, is too crazy, too confrontational. I don't like how he treats Chris Paul, who I love. Mm-hmm. And I just don't, I just think he's too undisciplined. Now, obviously, he caused, he's going to under, what if he undercuts my man Ant this year? Because he just mm-hmm. does that crazy stuff. What he did to Westbrook and I can't stand Westbrook. But wow. when he gets up in the guy, he's too crazy for me. So I don't like him. I mean, you don't- you don't like my favorite guys. Yeah, I, uh, w- I like. We, there are a lot of guys I like. We should talk about. I'm. I think I'm the same age as you guys. I look the same. Mm-hmm. Growing up, mm-hmm. who do you think my favorite player was? I grew up in the '70s and the '80s. Who do you think my favorite player was? I was. Well, well maybe I should bow out because I think I know. Oh, okay. If you're the same people- age as me, your favorite player was Kenyon Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up, uh, this guy, everyone thinks it was Larry Bird, and it wasn't Larry Bird. No, okay? it was not Larry Bird. So this guy, I could do this, and you'd figure out who it is. But how how old are you guys? Were you guys around in the seventies or not? I'm gonna, no. I'm gonna, no, but I'm gonna guess. Was it Frazier? You heard me say that the other day. It was, initially when I started following back. He, he did not. He didn't hear. Okay. I, I know okay. that it did was. I guess Frazier. right. Wait, 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 don't say it until me? you found Doctor J. Doctor J. It was uh, it was Doctor J. So when my dad yeah, was a Knicks fan, we moved to Minnesota. My dad's from New York. When I started uh, playing basketball and following it, Walt Clyde Frazier was my favorite player before I discovered Doctor J. And for those of you who don't know Walt Clyde Frazier, they named the Puma Clydes. He wore Pumas, and they mm-hmm. named the sneakers after him the Clyde, you know, Clyde Frazier Puma Clydes. Ah, oh yes, that's the man on the front of the box of the dye that I use for my beard. Oh really? Yeah. Is that <laughs> just for men? Just for yeah. men. Oh he you yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he's done so, that for a long So Clyde had time. a long book. Time. He had a he he had he showed no emotion. They called him Clyde because the movie Bonnie and Clyde came out and he was wearing the same wide brim hats. Wow. And he had this book called Rockin' Steady, a guide to basketball and cool. 
And I got the book when I was a kid and I read it. And he talked about the opponents he played. He talked about, you know, not showing emotion. Then he talked about his wardrobe. He named his suits, his leather, his leather stuff, his leather pants. And then he had these two belts. And one of the belts was called an orgy, an orgy belt. I'm eight years old when I have this book. An, or, an orgy belt. It's a white belt. It's a white belt with silhouettes. And it's, it's, it's like... A, Dark brown and tan, a woman and a man intertwined silhouettes around the belt, like beautiful intertwined lovemaking, orgy belt. <laughs> hey, mom, Clyde, <laughs> Clyde Frazier has an orgy belt. I want an orgy belt. I want to wear one to school. No, son, we're not doing that. So anyways, that was a real book called Rock and Steady, Clyde Frazier. I've got, I've got a... A Dr. J story that won't won't be interesting to anyone else, but my parents went to college with Dr. J. University of Massachusetts. That's right. They were there at the same time. And um I believe the story goes that my mom was working at the cafeteria and Dr. J came through and got his food and then he scribbled a little something on a napkin and slithered across the counter oh. to the redhead scooping the mashed potatoes. Oh I like that. Yeah. Have you guys ever heard and that forward? University of Massachusetts. You remember that or not? No. No. Julius Erb, the Dave Zinkoff, the PA for the uh, Sixers. He was one of the best. Oh, okay. He did uh, he did the introductions and he was the PA announcer at the Spectrum in Philadelphia. And that forward, Julius Erb. It was very colorful. What hey. if we lot think about Frazier? Guys like that who were identical, who could write a book about being cool. Right. <laughs> and everyone was like, yeah, to, uh, I, I want that 100%, book. 100%. Let me get that book. Yeah. yeah. I want to be cool as well. And then, like, through the successive generations, there were guys that were associated with, like, a certain style. Like, I think Magic. Uh, yeah. Was that for um, a lot of people, other players through the 80s. 90, all the way to like Iverson, I think, is being kind of like the last one that like, okay, this is dictating how people dress and like, uh, like associated with like a culture within the league. We don't have anyone like that anymore. Speaking of speaking of cool, I forgot to say something, and then we're gonna I'm gonna comment on Alan Iverson. Uh, speaking of cool, you know what's cool, young people? Craigers has a new podcast called The Life Gorgeous, and I <laughs> I forgot to say it at the top. It's Please, on yeah. it's on a YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. I just got a YouTube channel, so Craig Kilborn. Life Gorgeous Podcast. Uh, we have a bunch of people on and you'll enjoy it. And Welcome. it's out. It's out now. You're, yeah. So I forgot to say that. And that's what's cool. Um I don't I wasn't an Iverson fan. He carried the ball a lot. I'm trying to think. There are guys that are controversial players. I mean, they're guys that I couldn't stand. And this is when I was growing up. Uh and they're guys that I loved. I'm trying to. Th oh, I like George Gervin. That's before your sure. time. Oh, oh yeah, very That's smooth. Uh, I did like the Celtics. I like Paul Pierce a lot. And uh -huh. I love KG oh, and Paul Pierce. <laughs> uh, let me think. I don't like Westbrook. I don't like Harden. He monopolized the ball. You know? But Westbrook. It's interesting you you bring him up after Hayes's uh, observation, because I yes. do think he is someone who is saying he's the closest. Thing. I am, you know, dictating, like I'm, I'm passionate about fashion. I'm trying to do this thing, but I feel like the eras previously, part of the reason you don't feel like there's anyone that impactful anymore. Hayes is because of social media and the access that haters have to influence 
what the perception oh. of a player is. Mm-hmm. How brutal would it have been? I think to, it's the hater to see parade. Walt Frazier like post fits and uh-huh. just have like an army of trolls be like that, like to say it looks busted or whatever. Well, yeah, they would it, just have to lean over to their friend and say it before. Yeah, Westbrook, <laughs> I'm talking about his game. I didn't like. Sure, of course, yeah. And now, and by the way, everyone now is into fashion in the NBA. A lot of them have stylists. Yeah. They okay. mm-hmm. in the seventies. Clyde was it was different. Yes. And when the when the Knicks won the championship, they won a couple. The when one won 69, the first one in 69, they said uh basketball, NBA is going to be the sport of the 70s. That's what they said after that cuz they the, the Madison Square Garden was rocking. So I think it's the first time they chanted defense at a game. And when they said it was going to be the sport of the 70s, they said later they said they were a decade off. It was the sport of the 80s. Mm-hmm. Magic, Larry, and then Michael. And then it blew up. But, mm-hmm. you know, Jordan did the long shorts and all this stuff. But I was saying, uh, I know what you're, you're saying who's the, I think there's so many influencers now in the NBA because everyone is doing their thing and, you know, blah, blah, the tattoos yeah. and the ink and the thing. And, you know, yeah. but um, I miss Larry. I miss Larry Legend. Craig, I don't want to forget to ask you about your lamp that I see in the back of the frame. Um, Thank you. uh, It's beautiful. Thank you. Um, It's very similar to lamps that are featured at The Prince, which is a bar slash restaurant in Koreatown. Um, Is it the same? It's a different one. So uh, it's a conquistador lamp. It's very pricey, obviously. But... Uh, I've been to the Prince. Sure. Are you guys, do you guys did go you, there? I've been inside it. You know, the, the $2 the show, parking, the show oh. new girl, uh, their local hangout bar pilot was filmed inside the Prince. Then they rebuilt it later, okay. um, as a set. So a lot a couple, of people will know what right. it looks like, even if they've never been to LA. They used it. It's a, it's a very cool interior. I like old, I like old architecture and and i uh, like i like to have drinks in in places like that like the polo lounge i used to go to the uh chateau marmont and stuff the prince is actually in one of my top five movies chinatown there's a scene with faye dunaway and jack nicholson Mm. in the prince i went about a year ago for the first time ever crowded it was late crowded probably Mm. need to be vacuumed oh yeah Uh, without hurting anyone's feelings the food was god awful Mm. You got it's a big menu. Yeah. 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 Those then maybe big, they're doing too many things. Yeah. Oh my God. It was awful. I mean, did I you check, did you check out the lamps? No, I just I saw all the red and I just liked yeah. it, but I did not see I the lamps don't jump out. This is this is kind of a unique one. Uh with the mica shade, but the conquistador is yeah, it's I've had it a long time. Craig, have you read the big goodbye? No, I believe I part. I saw part of the movie. Was the movie with Elliot Gould? Or well, not? oh, sorry. That's the long goodbye. The big oh, goodbye is a more recent uh, book about the making of Chinatown. Oh, actually, heavily no, no. features interviews with a friend of yours, Mr. Robert Evans. Yeah. Okay. So I heard about that a few years ago. It's supposed to be riveting, right? Terrific book. Yeah, I'm just about to finish it. Actually, I've got. Oh, wow. I've only got. I've only got like 20 pages left, but um, uh, absolutely loved it. The stories of the writing and the way that Polanski came and changed the script and the whole yeah. production process, the Dunaway and Nicholson stories from the set. It's really, really good. 
you've heard me tell my uh, there are a couple of Evan stories. One I can't tell, but uh, but one Let's I can't. One. But I've told I've told it a few times. Have you heard the one about having dinner with him? You've heard that I did that on a couple podcasts. I I, I don't know that one. We'll, we're happy to claim so it. So I'll make it quick. So I used to have uh, dinner with him. Uh, we'd go to the Palm or Spago, and he'd bring. I was with my then girlfriend, and he had a girlfriend, and we'd go. And after at the end of dinner, he'd look at me and. You get you guys want anything else? You want anything else? No, we're fine. Let's go. Let's just go. And we'd walk out without paying. He'd walk out without paying because they would uh, they would send him the bill. They would send a bill to him at these restaurants. And at, at Spago, the young waiter freaked out. And Wolfgang goes, "It's okay. It's okay." And the rumor was that the bill would go to Sumner Redstone that he would cover it because wow. uh, Bob made so much money for Paramount. Uh, with uh, the Godfather, so that was yeah. kind of it was very l- cathartic That's just cool. to walk out of the restaurant without paying. Then just know someone will get it. Yeah, and I'll yeah. never hear about this again. Yeah, no one will ever mention it to me. That's cool. And to get stopped by a young waiter and say, "Oh no, you're mistaken." Yeah, what? Yeah, what I'm doing is correct. Me just standing up and walking away from a table without even seeing the check, and what you're doing is wrong. That's yeah. a special feeling, I bet. Uh, I had a similar experience times. last night at a restaurant where sure. I'm leaving and uh, someone, uh, the, the bus boy, is kind of like making eye contact with me as I go. And I'm like, oh, this must be a fan. Let's like, you know, let's have the whole conversation. I'll, I'll give my time to this guy. And he goes, has anyone ever told you you look like the guy who owns Virgin Airlines? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were building fancy. to it. And I was yeah. like, don't tell me this. <laughs> That's not my way out. I've just had a nice. Uh, no, the answer is no. That's well, crazy. Why have I never thought about that? Because you always wear light blue button ups, too. Is that what he wears? Richard Branson yeah, wears light wears. blue button ups? You'll yeah. see Branson in those when he's a guest shark on Shark Tank. He's sometimes. Uh, I was wearing that last up. night. Yeah. Are you wearing one right now? Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh! No, it's, it's, it's seven in the morning. The I dressed up, you know. <laughs> yeah, you, like you got to put some buttons on. Yeah, for Craig. Craig, like a big uh, wave in your hair. That's huge. Thanks. Huge wave. It's, it's the it headphones takes, are creating. Takes hours. Yeah. Uh, three point contest with Steve Kerr. Mm-hmm. Uh, you airballed the first one. Uh, didn't hit any Find of the first rack, and then. Six for nine after that. After Got that wet rack. ball after that. Yeah, after after the first rack, I went six for nine. A uh, couple things. These are, and, and I like to teach. These are reasons, not excuses. Reasons. I struggled on the first rack. Uh-huh. I wasn't supposed to shoot that day. I was supposed to referee Kenny Smith versus uh, versus Steve Kerr. I went. Oh out. wow! I, I had a long Whoa. night. I had, vodka, I had vodka in my system. I woke up. Mm-hmm. I said, stiff. I said, God, I'm so glad I don't have to play anymore. Hey, Craig, Kenny Smith can't make it. You got to go against Steve Kerr. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. So I go there and I and I warm, I warm up a little bit. And Steve Kerr is like, whoa, I might be in trouble because I'm a shooter. I got I can shoot. I, you know, downtown Freddie Brown, Mark Price, I can shoot. Uh, best part of my game is my passing, but we don't we won't have time for that. A okay. lot of no looks, eyes in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. Larry Legend, boom, yeah. First shot I take, I'm excited. I say Larry and I airball it. And then I miss the whole first round. <laughs> and then I and then I uh then I I get warm and afterwards, I, I've told this before, but afterwards, 
you know, I lose. And I, the NBA wanted me to lose anyways. They didn't want me to beat mm -hmm. Steve Kerr. They, they didn't want that. But he said to me, Steve Kerr says, have you ever practiced pulling, pulling the ball off the rack, pulling it off and bringing it here? I said, no, I've never. And of course he goes, well, you got to get used to that first. You got to get used to that. I said, well, it's a bad pass. If the ball is way over here and you're pulling it back to your body, mm -hmm. I'm not, it's a bad pass. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't used to pulling it off a rack. It was a late night. But once I got warm, six for nine, not too bad. I don't know. Should they change the three-point contest so that it's more of a catch-and-shoot motion where someone is firing the ball to the shooter? Each like time? a home run derby. I'm going to mm -hmm. say no because there'll be some... It's you're you're adding a variable. You're adding a variable and there'll be a bad sure. pass or someone will jam a finger or something. And... uh and I think these guys are now used to it. They shoot pretty well. Just because but I struggled. It's no fun mean, anymore. It's, 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 it's too, it it's too easy you. now. Yeah. I think that would be a great variable to add. If oh, I, like, there. I like it. I like it more than the dunk contest because Cat won, man. Cat won the uh, three-point yeah. contest. Oh, what, a, yeah. what a feathery. He coach. really was into it, too. I mean, yeah. sometimes you don't know if they really. He really wanted to win. Yeah, what cares. is it with, I, I've noticed this. I've talked to people. So nationally, everyone loves Anthony Edwards. Mm -hmm. and everyone has a problem with Cat. Mm -hmm. Why do you? Why does everyone have a problem with Cat? I think it's body language. Yeah, he whines. He whines <laughs> more he whine, yeah. than a colicky baby. He, he he's he, kind of got bad posture. Yeah, he slunches. He slunches. I, I, he's 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 really tall, and his shoulders kind of slump. I say this as someone with bad posture and slumping shoulders. But I watched him. We went to summer league right after he was drafted. And right. I and I watched him up close, and I guess it's summer league. You know, you don't have to really care. But it was his first time playing. You know, as yeah. an NBA player with the Timberwolves jersey on, and he just—I mean, he just kind of had his shoulders slumped, and he shuffled around. It just seemed like he didn't give a shit. And then I went to see another current Timberwolves player, D'Angelo Russell, has not borne out to be the star people thought he would be. But I'll tell you, he was—he was fired up. Yeah, he was excited, and he was, and he was putting on a show for everyone. And I thought, well, at least this guy cares. And I, you know, obviously, cat, incredible, high level player is right. in the NBA, putting up mm -hmm. huge numbers. But it doesn't. I don't know what it is. His, his face, his posture. You don't feel the passion. Maybe it's not fair, but it it well, doesn't. It's interesting. I've never heard the posture thing about Cat, but I know people are irritated with Cat, and I love him. I, he's definitely quirky, quirky personality. Craig, let's go back to when to the playing game. Let's think about you. I know you watched that whole game just as yeah. I did. Yeah, we uh, we shut Cat down. That was the you, game plan. The, you're the damn problem, right. You're the damn right. Was that was did. the number one thing. You got to shut this guy down because yeah. he's unbelievable, and yeah. you can take a player out. Yeah. I saw Dame Dollar a couple of years ago dominate in the playoffs and then play the Warriors, and they just took him out of the took series. They just double-team him, trap him. Yeah. You can do that. You can do that. But Doesn't the problem was we didn't, have a, we didn't have an answer for Anthony, and Anthony right. had a great shooting game. And, now, and guess who had the best game in that game? For D'Angelo, 29 points. He, yeah, D'Angelo He's, streaky and, he's yeah. streaky, and he played well. He could go off, yeah. But my point is, when you watched Cat during that game, as he's being shut down defensively, it's like... It's like he was like, I'm giving, I'm not getting my way. He complained about, he he would miss an open layup that nobody was even guarding him on, that he would just miss the layup and then immediately run to the ref and complain right. about it. And it's right. like, hey, man, 
don't give up on your team, even though like find another way to be successful. Grab a rebound for a change. Do something else. He wasn't doing anything else. And I think that's the attitude that people don't like about him. Is well, that he complete yeah. he gets shut down and he completely gave up. He gave up after the middle of the second quarter. Okay. So there is something that I you know, obviously Jimmy Butler didn't like him. I, mm-hmm. Let me just say something. I'm stunned. I, my favorite stat in the NBA is field goal percentage. His first three years, he shoots 54%. His jump hook down low is automatic. Mm-hmm. His his three-pointer, he's just unreal. Now, he's definitely way too animated. He's a whiner. Mm-hmm. We're all concerned about his foul trouble. He does things where I was at games three and four against Memphis, and right in front of me, he he reached up to get a rebound with his right hand. His left hand, he pulled the guy on the hip, and they mm-hmm. called a foul. And I think he was like, he he probably thought he was being sneaky where no one could see it. Everyone in Minnesota, You're huge. Everyone in Minnesota you. is concerned about his fouling and his whining. Yeah. Okay. But I didn't know. I thought it was some guys are like, because no big can guard him. You see what what Tyron Lou Tyron Lou did was he he usually have a power forward. They, they, like when they played Utah, Gobert can't guard him, so they have a power forward, and then they have. Gobert come over and double team. Mm-hmm. Jokic can't guard him and Bede can't guard him. He's too quick. But I understand where he bothers people. And I thought it was more the personality or something. Uh, uh, but there is something funny where Chris Finch says he came up with this term himself. So Cat drives a lot. He'll drive a lot mm-hmm. and fall down, dunk or score, maybe lay it in. But he goes flailing and his body like he's flailing. Mm-hmm. And he, whoa, to the ref. And and Finchie said, you know, Cat's got what we, stray voltage. We never heard this. What? Stray voltage. He's got some stray voltage. And everyone in Minnesota, the local media, we were all laughing and my friends were laughing that Finchie came up with this kind of, kind of like making fun of Cat. But uh, yeah, people have a problem with him. I heard posture. You're 100% right about the whining. I just think the guy. I saw him score sixty at uh, San Antonio this he year. He doesn't yeah. get his uh, his. This is the greatest shooting shooting big man of all time. Are you serious or not? He says that. I'm a hundred percent serious. I, th- I think. Hey, he, don't talk to me about Dirk. Dirk half as many attempts per game right. with a lower percent. I mean, the game changes. Obviously, right. yeah, it makes I, sense. I, if Dirk played in this era, maybe there'd be a conversation. I was just looking up. Doubt out Freddie Brown. Do you know how <laughs> the most threes he hit in a season? No, I know. 39. They, yeah, is that right? <laughs> yes. You just looked it up? Yeah, I just looked oh. it up. Steve Kerr had whatever, like 500. Well, Larry Bird, Larry Bird yes. said he never even practiced three-pointers. He says, I never yeah. practice it. Now that's all they do. But um, and these guys would have, I'm sure, like dominated like in the evolution of the game. Right. But- I would say, Kat, you know, I thought he was self-proclaimed the best shooting big man of all time. And the problem is, I've yeah, I've heard about Dirk, and you're right about the percentages. I don't know. Is Kevin Durant considered a big man? I don't know. No. He's considered. Yeah, okay. that's a good – that's it. Yeah, he yeah that's would, interesting. He's, he's- the, he lies about his height to, so that – so he doesn't get considered a big man. Kevin, Kevin Durant seven, walks around yeah, saying he's six tall. one. <laughs> yeah, he says he's five eleven. Now, uh, I will I will give Cat. I'll shoot I'll shoot Cat some bail here in that he's not the only superstar player that behaves this way. Right, and uh-uh. because uh, Luka Doncic is notorious 
Say for be- Luca. Luca. He's, oh he's, my lord. He's notorious for doing I, the I don't same understand thing. these guys. Do they not do they not know it's just so bizarre. You know, you're on I, TV. Yeah, <laughs> when I was yeah, they're on TV. When I was at college at Montana State, I was the only Dr. J fan. Everyone else was either a Celtic on the basketball team. Celtic or a Laker fan. This is in the 80s during the Showtime Lakers and the yeah. Larry Bird Celtics. And I would do, I always like the different perspectives. I'd say to the guys, so who's the biggest whiner in the NBA? And the Celtics would, fans would say, are you kidding? Magic and Kareem. Are you kidding? Magic and Kareem. And then the Laker fans would go, Mikhail and Danny Ainge. Are you kidding? So it's, it is, perception is uh, entertaining. Sure. But uh, it was definitely Mikhail and Danny Ainge, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> At that time. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, I can't believe Luca. It's like, does he not, what is, they're spoiled rotten. Yeah. You know? It's very I, and unappealing because I think, I think he's such an exciting guy coming yeah. in, and he still is yeah. great to watch, but man. Mm-hmm. Cat takes way more heat. Cat? He just, he takes way more heat than Luca does for the same behavior, I would say. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to I figure that's out unfair. what it is. Um, you know, and people, you're right also, people don't like, Rudy Gobert for different reasons. He's French and they don't like him. And- Did you read the? There was a big ESPN article about uh, the, some of the fracturing between him and Donovan Mitchell, and the, it's really like the post game interviews where he'll just like he'll do these little digs at uh, like, like who does the digs? Gobert. Oh, Go- Gobert does digs in post game. Yes. Yeah, he did during the playoffs this year. He basically well, said that Donovan wasn't playing defense, which, by the way, oh, he wasn't that wrong. Yeah, um, you know, I don't know his personality at all. Uh, he did something funny in his press conference with the Wolves, mm-hmm. and he was very low key. He gave he everyone gave COVID, COVID again. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he <laughs> no, breathed. no, with the Timberwolves when he when <laughs> yes. he went to yeah, no, that's funny. Um, yeah, uh, I he he said no. He said uh, I'm just trying to think if he if he did any what? digs. He did because you just said he does digs. I didn't know he did that. But he said, no, you know, we have a, you know, I'm excited to be here. And at some point they asked about how it will work out. And he said, no, I'm sure it'll work. I, I think I'll compliment Kat and he'll compliment me. And we have a great coach. And he did it. He says, uh, he used to always complain about my screens. Um, mm-hmm. Like he said that, <laughs> like he's a yeah. just sitting right next to him, but it was really funny. He goes, he, but now yeah. we're on the same team. Like he yeah, was saying that like he, him. cause yeah. he's really, he's supposed to be a good screener. And I, I mean, that's, he, that's he does. The, uh, yes, he does. It's he illegal a lot of the time. It's yeah. very hard, but yeah. he's a great screener. Yeah. Because what he does is he puts his arms down. So they're not out. Cause a lot of times you get called. So he puts yes. them down and covers his crotch area with his hands. And he's just, he's so big, mm-hmm. but, um, Anyway, it was a funny moment in the press conference because they then one of the reporters, like a couple minutes later, said, "What was wrong with his screens?" And everyone and yeah. Finch goes, "They looked like they hurt, but they were great." You know, like, <laughs> it was. Uh, Craig, you you mentioned uh, Finch coining the term "stray voltage" for cat. Yeah, I had a question whether you believe you coined this term. Moving over a little bit more to your Hollywood career, um, the movie Old School. You say good talk. Good talk. See ya. Was that was that the first occurrence? Did you invent that, or was that in the culture? It's the first time I remember hearing it, and I and to me, I said, "This man is a legend." Did you say he created wait, good I, talk? Oh, good talk, not guy code, right? Uh, no, good talk. When yeah, it, oh, is guy code? I guess conceivably could have been originated there as well. I think but, guy code. I think they both originated in that scene. 
And I can't remember if I ad libbed what I ad libbed and what Todd, I'd have to ask Todd Phillips, the director writer, mm-hmm. uh, what was there. Guy Code was definitely in the script. I know that. Yeah. Good talk. I don't remember. A good um, talk felt like it could have come from you. Just you finished destroying oh, this guy in the bathroom. Yeah. Good talk. Proud of you. I did proud of you. Yeah. That was mine. Proud of you was mine. But uh, yeah, I, I can't remember, but it's. Um, People like it. I hear it a lot. Well, it infected the culture. I mean, it became, you know, mm-hmm. uh, overused ultimately in comedies. Yeah. You when like I, to trace these things back to their influence and say like, yeah, it worked so well here. No wonder everyone stole it. Yeah. I, I actually, the night I was at the Prince, I told him I didn't like the food and we concluded and the guy goes, good talk. And then I left. It was very bizarre, but uh, it happens all the wow. time. That was a callback. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, and I caught it. Uh, <laughs> are there NBA players that you guys loathe? Does anyone here like Russell Westbrook or not? Nobody. I do. Him. He can't shoot. He can't shoot. I, I like. Him. I, I. I definitely did, and I'm. It's. It's. It's sad. Sort of where he's at. Did you see the um, Jeremy Sokan thing the other day? No. Uh, the, one of the like this young guy, young Polish player, was like streaming on Instagram and uh, they're doing like this word association game or something or like it's like taboo where like you have to say the like get him to guess the word without saying it mm-hmm. and the guy he's playing with says Westbrook gets a lot of these and so can said bricks <laughs> and it was it was triple doubles oh wow and this is all like live forever this like goes, That's goes funny. all over the place mm-hmm. so can feels terrible his dog is named Russell wow Oh. oh my lord! In those like in the day, like his MVP year, when there was like some controversy about like is it you know it's just an extremely high usage rate. Like these are kind of fake numbers. <laughs> stats his system yeah. is set up for like him to get like the easy rebounds and things like that. Yeah, I was I'm, totally on board. It's like you do it if it's that. Yeah, that's yeah, the one he's thing people like don't 20 understand. Twenty rebound. It's like yes! it, it was it was out of control. And I he had a twenty I twenty love, twenty game. When I first started going to games, you know, I didn't I didn't grow up attending a lot of basketball games. When I would go to see the Thunder and watch him live just rip down the court like a demon. Faster with the ball than end to end. And just I was like, man, this is the most exciting athletic person I have ever seen up close like this. And I, I really loved watching him play. I agree, like just losing that step athletically has really taken so much of the air out of his game and then his um inability the shooting I think, was to adjust not good to begin mentally with and, to yes. that has has made it yeah. harder to enjoy. It's a, so it's a lot of system stuff too. It's a lot of system stuff. I think he sure. just not he just did not fit with that system last year. Mm-hmm. And I I guarantee you, like he he take they take a better a they take a step this year. They're not going to be the same Lakers that they were last year. They will be a playoff contender this year. I don't know how high up they'll be because the West is completely stacked. But the Lakers will be, you know, in the bottom five of the top ten for sure. But, like, it, I, I don't believe – I'm a big Russ fan, Craig, and I, I, I go back to high school with me. I, I played against him in high school, hated him then, but watched him at UCLA and and – have watched his career the whole time and just see see the hate that he gets. Like when I don't think it's deserving. And again, just like Sean just said, 
The dude had a 20, 20, and 20 game. That's not easy to do in the National Basketball Association. Right. So, like, and, and the, the year of triple doubles that he had, people were like, oh, he's stat pad and he's doing this, he's doing that. And these people are sitting on their couch at home saying it, it's crazy. Any t- like, you cannot like somebody in the league, but to say that they are doing anything less than being <laughs> insanely talented at, at their job is crazy. To, well, it's to, similar to Towns in that, like, you, people focus so much on what they don't like about certain yeah. players me, that they, yeah. they disrespect what they're doing. Yeah. Let me know when I can weigh in on why I don't <laughs> like Russell Westbrook. I mean, Please, this guy. Right now. Go ahead. <sighs> One of my favorite players aesthetically is Dwayne Wade. One mm-hmm, of my sure. absolute favorites. Absolutely. I saw Mark Jackson on ABC a couple years ago when. During the playoff, Dwayne was still playing, and he said, uh, you, best two-guard of all time, Michael Jordan, then Kobe. I think third is Dwayne Wade. So I love Dwayne Wade. I like his economy of moves. I like how athletic he is. I loathe Westbrook. He can't shoot, but he does something that I find irritating. And Kobe, Kobe did this, and I was not a Kobe fan. God rest his soul. Plays angry. I'm gonna. I, I'm just gonna. I, I'm just gonna go to the rim. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go to the rim, and I'm so fast. And blah, blah. when you say fast with the ball, yeah, you know Jordan would dribble up. He's not going full speed. He's not out of control. He could go yeah. faster dribbling the ball up. So can LeBron is as fast as they get. I'm a huge LeBron fan. Oh, thank I, God. I, I want to transition to my Kobe LeBron thing in a second, but Westbrook can't shoot. He plays angry. I don't like his feel for the game, and he just play. He's just like there's something. You can't shoot, and he shoots 28% on threes and whatever. I just don't like his game, and he gets angry and drives to the rim, and he's very athletic. I get it, but I just – and I don't really care about those stats. I know they're definitely impressive. I mean, I didn't watch – this is where I say I don't watch as many games as I used to. So I really didn't see DeJounte Murray play and that he was going to get traded, and and I looked at his stats, and I'm like, holy buckets – yeah, nine and nine know. rebounds, eight assists. You what? Twenty one. Whoa, this guy. They say he's not a great outside shooter. He put up some stats because the Wolves almost were going to trade for him. Yeah, but uh, I'm glad we did. But because uh, we'd have to give up a lot. He's better than D'Angelo. I mean, D'Angelo is a whole nother story. He's very erratic. But uh, I didn't. I don't like Russell Westbrook uh, as a player. Um, and that's I. I've, I've kind of said why. I think he plays out of control with his crazy athleticism, and he can't shoot, and he plays angry. Now, that transitions to, I'm going to say something. This is an insight that I have. LeBron James uh, is the second greatest player of all time. If I have a martini, I might say he's equal with Jordan, but it's, you know, I don't know. He's very, very good. He passes very well. Don't like his jump shot. You know, like, like Bronny, his son, has better form. Okay. Pull, you know, tuck that elbow a little more. He's unbelievable, LeBron James. And I live in LA and I I always saw the flaws in Kobe's game, his shot selection, 44%, LeBron shooting 50%, Dwayne yep. Wade 49%. And I thought Kobe just took awful, awful shots. Mm-hmm. Awful shots. And and so I would go, I was at the uh Musso and Frank and uh the legendary place and Sonny mm-hmm. is the uh, bartender. The mm-hmm. he's from New York. He's actually a Knicks fan. And I said, "Hey, this is what I, I don't do this anymore because this is before Kobe passed." And I said, "Do you, you know you, you know basketball? Do you, you know 
you know, you know who's better between Kobe and LeBron, right? He goes, he says, Kobe, I, Kobe. I said, it's LeBron. And he took my martini away. <laughs> he took my martini away. So I don't do it anymore because I understand they're, they're obsessed with Kobe, his competitive yes. nature. So this is kind of what it is. Somebody said, you know, who's a Kobe fan, he says he actually misses, you know, percentage-wise, LeBron hits more clutch shots than Kobe. Mm -hmm. But Kobe, it's his body language. So let's say Kobe, let's say LeBron misses a game winner and he, you know, he's in control, he walks off the court. Okay, I, I don't know. That's okay. Right, whatever. And then Kobe misses and he's like, I'm going to, oh, he walks off the court like, oh. And everyone's like, well, look at him. He's a competitor. He's angry. He wants to make, he's going to make it next time. Like it's his body language of like when they double teamed him in the game seven against the Celtics and he goes six for 24 because he's going to shoot. I'm not going to stop shooting. He's so competitive. And it's just like, you know, if you discipline a little bit. Now, LeBron, I, I don't know. Do you guys like LeBron? That's uh, Carl. Yeah, you have an that's issue with favorite of all time. We all love him, but Carl is a huge, huge. LeBron He's my guy. Supporter. Okay. He got he got drafted when I was in eighth grade, right? And I I immediately I'm as you can see I'm not a Laker fan, but I did grow up here in Los Angeles, right? And LeBron was my guy when the Clippers were not in the playoffs. So right, you do know you it's illegal. I believe it's illegal if the law has passed. You can't be a LeBron fan and a Patrick Beverly fan. You, can't, you absolutely can't. Well, you take me to, to jail then. One or the take other. me to jail, Craig. I mean, <laughs> call the constable because that's, that's jail time. That's jail time. <laughs> put me, put I, me away. Who's Throw your, away who's your feet. third favorite player? Lance Stevenson? I mean, no, you know. no, he's not. Uh, <laughs> my personal, I, my personal favorite players are like LeBron, Shaq, Russ. Uh, PG, and ah, right, Pat Bev. Like I, I didn't, I, I wasn't a huge Shaq fan, um, because of the offensive fouls. But that's just me. I wanted oh, to uh, big Chris Dudley yeah. guy, huh? Our Vs of Dudley do right over here. No, oh, here's Arvidas here's my thing on Shaq. I, and I had yeah. I actually had David Stern on the show uh, years ago, and I asked about the Shaq thing, and he gave the answer. I knew oh, it's hard. He's hard to referee. Well, he initiates the contact. That's why you have to foul him hard to send him the line. You're like you're just going to let him go. But as a, as a center, you're allowed to go over someone with a sky hook. You're allowed to spin and go around them, or up and under like McHale. You can't go through my chest or Dikembe Mutombo's jaw. So, uh, but Shaq is obviously very talented, and he and he was capable of scoring without going through people's chest. He 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 mm -hmm. had a great spin move. Yes. And he could he could back down and shoot a little push shot off the glass, but when he went through people, it bothered me. Anyway, here's my thing about that, Craig. As yeah. a, I also uh, grew up playing big man, and uh, people will hit you, and because of your size, the ref won't call it, and so you have to figure out a way to to stop them from hitting you. And if you're gonna hit me, I'm gonna hit you back. Okay, so I <laughs> I I see it slightly differently. I've wanted to have this conversation with Jeff Van Gundy, who I interviewed once, but he was he was doing a game with the when his brother was coaching, Stan was coaching the Orlando Magic and Dwight Howard, and Dwight Howard in transition, they're trying to rim run and get down underneath the basket, and you're supposed to, as a defender, meet him at the free throw line and keep your hand arms up and not mm -hmm. let him get position. And Jeff defended Dwight Howard. Said, "You know, you know the beating these guys take. You know the yeah. beating they take 
And I want to say, they're initiating the contact, man. Tim Duncan didn't get hit. Did I just yell? No, but Tim Duncan didn't get abused. I mean, we can't always say Tim Duncan because he's the greatest. He's unbelievable. I don't know what Carl thinks of Tim Duncan, but he wasn't hacked to death. He had the fundamentals. <laughs> he's Dwight the number Howard one would push. Dwight Howard can't shoot beyond three feet. Yeah. So, so he has to dunk all the time. Shaq can't shoot a seven-footer, a seven, eight-foot shot. But, but they're initiating the contact, and then the defender either lets him go and dunk or you, lets him go and he dunks, lets him go and dunks, or he shoots a free, you know, send the line to shoot a free throw. But I understand it definitely hurts when you clobber Shaq, but Shaq is initiating the contact, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, Tim Duncan is the number one power forward of all time. I, that's Thank what I you. think of Tim Duncan. I, I, wouldn't, like, I uh, wouldn't say otherwise. I'm not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> People want to say that I'm crazy, but I'm not crazy. I have right. normal Does he people. bother you because he's so calm and low-key? No, he, the, the, the Spurs were boring in those days. Takes, but it, I, takes every ah, call well, and strap. Wait a second. Wait a second. But I, <laughs> when the Spurs yeah. were not boring, they it's passed boring. the ball. When they had Ginobili and they played against, they beat, they, they beat the Heat. Remember when they blew it? This is where I would love to ask Pablo, yeah. why did you take Duncan off the floor when Ray Allen hit that three? He's, mm-hmm. His reasoning is, well, we don't have him guard the three-point line. Well, mm-hmm. you didn't, he would have gotten the rebound and, you know, whatever. Yep. Then they win the next year. And the passing that Spurs team had, the ball movement and the passing is a thing of beauty. They were fun to watch. Just yeah, like I the mean, Sacramento Kings were fun to watch. Sacramento Kings? In the in that era with Chris Webber, uh, got cheated by the Lakers in the West Coast. Thank Finals. you. Uh, I, oh I, my lord! I, I I'm not crazy, Craig. However, you know, do you know what David Stern said? And I actually talked to him. They wanted me to do NBA TV, and he, I had a conversation with him, and I was just like, I didn't. It was really hard to recover from that 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 uh, Kings Lakers series. I just thought it was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but oh yeah. But he we all, said, we all, oh, go ahead. Sorry. He said, no, the, the famous quote he said to me, he goes, I, I took a lot of heat for this, you know, and this was way before the Donahue, the referee thing. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, they, a reporter once asked him, do you want the Lakers in the finals? Don't you, you, you know, business wise, that's, that's good for the league to have the, you know, you make money. You want the Lakers in the finals. And he said, I want the Lakers versus the Lakers in the finals. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Craig, I want to ask on your new show, The Life Gorgeous. The Life Gorgeous YouTube. You ask uh, people their top five movies in every episode. Do you have a top five basketball movies list just off the top of your head? Good question. Good question. I'm allowed one good question broadcast um i'm not a big sports fan movie but i do have a few i've seen i've seen a lot of them and then don't get mad when i haven't seen the ones you talk Mm -hmm. about okay uh i would say i like hoosiers with gene hackman i'm a gene hackman fan i I like hoosiers (laughs) Uh, here's one that's kind of comical but it's it's so funny because spike lee calls it the worst basketball movie ever made one-on-one with robbie benson uh, and that was kind of a, it was a, you guys probably never saw it, right? No, Seal, don't no. know it. Yeah. It's from the seventies. Seals and Croft did the, uh, Seals and Croft, Seals and Croft did the soundtrack. <laughs> Neto tool was in it, but that was a, it was kind of an innocent basketball movie, but it was kind of fun. Let's see. I saw blue chips. Uh, what am I missing? There, there was, uh, 
Well, the you, air do up you there. like fish that save Pittsburgh? I, I mean, was going to. I actually, guy? I'm glad you brought that up. Awful. And I was a Dr. <laughs> J fan. Awful. Yeah, I that's what I would thought. say. I'd say to Spike Lee, that's infinitely worse than one on one. But one on one was about you know Robbie Benson. It wasn't. It wasn't gritty. It was you know suburban guys playing ball. So it was a little different. But did uh, you see Hustle, the new one? Not yet. Not yet. I heard it's, it's good. It's pretty fun. That's yeah. Good. I heard it's good. As you, the first thing you mentioned was was Hoosiers, and you said you're a big Gene Hackman fan. Now I watched an older Gene Hackman movie I'd never seen before, and I wonder if you've seen it. It was called Night Moves. I think I started it. I just yeah. watched it last it's weird. week. Yeah, it's supposed to. People like it, right? It's he's a private eye. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was yeah. a strange one. Yeah, that's what I, I enjoyed thought. it. Yeah, but you know, in those old movies, you get these snippets of dialogue uh, that just they wouldn't say it today. And, and I know you don't like cursing. I know you don't like the F word, so you don't have to listen to this part, but okay. a guy in the show was describing another gentleman who was extremely horny. And he said, that boy would fuck a wood pile on wow. the off chance. There's a snake in it. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> that's funny though. And I thought that's he's horny. hoping there's a snake in there. It's one step oh. beyond anything that moves, isn't it? Right. It's That's things hilarious. that don't move that might have had something moving. <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. So I thought that was a good line, and I thought maybe that should be brought back at some point. Did you? Uh, you did you guys say you saw the offer, the making of the gun? I watched the offer. Yeah, I saw. I watched all the episodes. So there's an F word. I I won't use it, but uh, one of my favorite lines. But you have to know the background. But basically. <sighs> It was when um, Robert Evans was married to Ali McGraw, and they're shooting. Allie, Allie is down in Texas shooting uh, The Getaway with Steve McQueen, and she mm -hmm. ended up leaving Robert Evans for Steve McQueen. Yeah. But but Robert Evans goes down there and knocks on the door. It's a motel room, and she won't open it all the way. Is McQueen in there? Are you effing the blob? <laughs> and it was funny because. When my brother and I growing up, we my brother was really into science fiction. And for some reason in The Blob, this movie The Blob, Steve McQueen was starting out and he was in The Blob, which, you know, then he then he obviously blew up and became huge. And then Robert Evans in that moment, and this was written for this for the series, obviously, very colorful. Mm -hmm. They're dismissing Robert Evans as not the great escape or bullet, but as as the blob, you know yes but yeah. he's not even the plot like he's not the blob exactly the that's blob. the other he's, that's the other reason it didn't work he, he was in the blob all right it didn't work yeah. on a couple levels but i love the reference <laughs> to the blob it's like it, if, it, if she was with schwarzenegger and you went are you having sex with predator right and it's right. like well <laughs> no no he killed he hates, predator. He hates predator that's his uh. greatest enemy um craig you know we do have to wrap up soon we do a thing on the show uh and i'll ask kevin to check back in if he's ready Occasionally, we'll write a little bit of a, a parody song. We'll record it over a karaoke track, maybe about something that's happening in the league or whatever. But I, I, I really rushed this morning to splash together something to kind of plug your podcast oh, nice. as a bit Thank of a you. tribute to you. Right. And Kevin, do you have that ready for us? Yes. Okay, so... Um, maybe we could play that and that'll, that'll take us out. And you could tell me, I know my vocals aren't perfect. Well, I know I'm glad I don't have to right. sing cause I don't sing, but I love music. It's yeah. So this, and may, hopefully it's a song you enjoy. And, um, there was a, and to give a, a slight, uh, moment of context. I know Goldie and 
Alex Sulkin had asked you about you checking yourself in the mirror during commercial breaks on your late night show, and you explained that you have very fine hair. Flies and around. And it's prone flies to flyaways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so in the chorus, you might see a little bit of a reference to that. That's beautiful. You put some time into this. Brandy. Mm-hmm. Kilby, you're a fine man. I'll write the lyrics. Sure. Well, there's a host from the land of lakes, and he's got lots of fresh jokes and takes. He helps folks to laugh their cares away. He's welcome in their homes. And there's a show he's about to release, and we think you will be very pleased when you hear the life gorgeous soon. He drinks fine whiskey and wine. And people say, Kilby, you've got fine hair, but you style it to a T. Yeah, you're very funny to me. <laughs> That's all we got. Oh, keep it going, man. <laughs> hey, you know, maybe we'll do a full version for the album. That was great. And the the um, your voice is... Yeah, it kind of the fact that it's not perfect admits it's more heartfelt. It's a little sense. more it's homemade, better. a little DIY. It's better than it's yeah. worse. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm not showing off with like I'm some great <laughs> right. singer. It's just like right. I'm I passionate care. about this I'm topic pa- exactly, and I don't mind if I'm a little embarrassed yeah. when I release it. Right. Fan. Thank boy. you, I think Greg. It's called a fanboy. Yeah. I'm. Um, I'm fan. <laughs> I'm that was fan fun, guys. Thank you so much, Craig. Thank you, Craig. We really appreciate you doing the show. Thanks, and guys. happy 200 to us, the flagrant ones. That was a headgum podcast.